10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello mother and hello father, and welcome back to Camp Granada and another episode of Are We Friends, the show where three boys who have been friends for about 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just platonic inertia. I am your self-describedly fearless co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. By platonic, does that mean we're trying to find out if we want to bang also? I guess that is like the other reading, like against the <laughs> grain you, reading of one that end sentence. is platonic. Yeah, we, we're just trying to see if after 10 years, like, is this, you know, he is kind of cute, you know? <laughs> well, then we can shut this down, because this is I a still... no for me, Doug. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to go ahead and drop that no as well, so we can just oh, okay. kind of get that done. All right. What a great Fine. topic. Thanks for, call, you know, um, joining us, social media, all that shit. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I are we talking we today? What are we... up in one minute. <laughs> just, thank you all very much. This has been Are We Straight Friends? And I, I am put, your co-host. I would put 44 minutes and 50 seconds of just abject silence after. So it's the same length as every episode. But it's just like, oh my God. Okay, so what are we what are we talking about today? Um, Brian, it is your week. I believe it is my week. Um, we are going to be talking about writing. It's a little like... Not like a super doofy fun, like, oh, how wacky and weird, but it's just like, I want to talk about writing. I want to talk about any aspect of it that you guys want to talk about. I want to talk about our <laughs> process of writing, because from what I can tell, everyone here has written something. Uh, to that effect, I actually don't know what you've guys written, so... Mm -hmm. Maybe starting there of like what you guys have written. What type of writing we do. What you guys like to write, that sort of stuff. Um coin flip to figure out who um i'm gonna go first because thank you i will be quick good choice. <laughs> good choice uh i like to write horror fiction okay. of which i have a few completed stories and many half completed stories okay uh i write re for research for my like computer science research papers okay um i've written a fair share of emails and technical documentation <laughs> Um, yeah. I've, I've written my it. fair share of passive-aggressive emails telling people. <laughs> nope, just always trying just to get straight. information out as quickly as possible and get this horrible process over with. Look at you actually doing it. What? Yeah. <laughs> How Frederick I, Email would have wanted it when he invented the well, email. Well, I don't know. Jorge, have you ever started an email as per my last email? Like oh the classic God. passive no. business aggression? I'm so <laughs> Or uh, one of my favorites, Literally, sorry for the late reply, even though you sent this to me 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Honestly, Buddhism gets involved every single time I have to send an email like that. It is just always like, come on, man. It's just like inner peace. Exactly. You can do it. So no, no, I'm not, I'm not usually petty in my emails. Yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't have considered uh, writing emails as uh, like a significant I get a number of tasks significant mm -hmm. um way I, that I write, but I do. I also do a lot of emails, like responding to students and professors and, and complaining to the university in, in general, which never, ever gets responded to. I was going to say, you know, that probably goes really well. Yeah, yeah. And so far that it doesn't come back at me, yeah, That's I guess it does. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, at least there's no overt consequences. <laughs> yeah. Just screaming into the void like the rest <laughs> of us. Um, but no, I, I guess... Oh my God. 
mostly as an English grad student, I'm doing a lot of research papers. I do the seminar paper. I just turned in my thesis. But, you know, like generally formalized Ooh. academic research writing. Um, I write poetry, but the, the, it comes in such waves. And then there are there are so many that the ebbs so out outmatch the flows that I, I don't even <laughs> like to say that I am a, a writer of poetry. Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. I guess I've been doing it lately because I'm teaching it. Um, Wait, but are you be... saying you lose poetry from your head, but don't write like? You're no, no, no. I'm saying like no. I'm gonna write, you know, this month or whatever. I'm gonna write a bunch of poems, and it'll be 18 months until I ever put another fucking poem oh, down. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. So with the, t I thought you were saying like somehow you like consume you well, yeah, you consume more poetry than you write, or like you lose more poetry than you gain. Where you're like, I can't. Okay, here's this poem, and then like eight other poem ideas fell out of your head, and you're like, I'll never get them back. Oh my god! Oh no, that's what just my constant fear always. Like I, oh, I thank God for the notes section on my phone, so I can finally start oh, keeping yeah. track Seriously? of like, okay, remember to write this motherfucker down. Okay, yeah. um, I've uh, I've abused my notes app in my, my phone. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian, what about you? What do you write? I mostly write fiction. Um, I have no need in my work or studies to write those. I mean, I wrote like essays and a screenplay or two. During Don't you school. write? I thought you did something with closed captioning. I talk for a living. Hmm. I don't write anything. I'm a voice. Cool. It's a fucking. I'm ah. not even going to explain it on this podcast. But cool. I do not write down words for a living. Um, I thought you were just typing down words. I do it purely for. There's days I wish that was the case, but it's. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just fiction mostly. Okay, so what, what, uh, yeah, I mean, generally that's, that's how I separated it for me. There's like fiction writing. There's, uh, Taylor might get mad about this, but what I call soft writing. What is that? Which is like if you're writing like a, like a history paper or like oh. any of my papers I wrote on psychology or like an English paper. Yeah, you're like a huge no, 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 no. As a, as someone who is stomach. currently grading undergraduate essays, there's some, there's some really softy, softy bits of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't mean it in a derogatory yeah, term. I, you know, my well, my degree is in a soft science. It's uh -huh. like what I mean. It's just like yeah, they're pulling. You know, different than like a machine when they write those papers. I get it. I get it. Yeah, whereas like a more technical paper that is actually involving like explaining like very specific technical things, um, or like documentation. Like I, I have like a technical writing. That's section, what I was. Gonna, I mean. That's what I was going to ask about actually, because it kind of you know intrigued me the most because. As someone who sits here and, you know, writes doofy fiction is like, oh, what what if this happened in this? Just wrote down a sentence. Dude, that I is my to. favorite type of writing. That's, uh, me too. I, I mean, that's why I do it. But like, what goes into technical writing in a succinct way? Like, you don't need to get into the nitty gritty, mm -hmm. but like, and we'll, we'll, I'll ask Taylor the same question about <clears throat> his poetry and other things, but like, what's your headspace? when writing a technical paper um it's kind of sweet because you don't need to like adhere to any strict rules you just need to get them the information in as short as few words directly as possible oh so, so it's a lot of yeah no it's you use a lot of like the the very specific words you know that okay. only they would know what they mean so oh that it's you can, one of like, those not need to keep explaining things it's a lot of jargon it's that yep. It's that you're already at this level, so all the nonsense words to lay people are just like, I don't know what this paper means. And the other person's yeah. like, this is a great paper. It's so no. easy to read. And you're like, 
I fucking hate this. Yeah, no, nobody wants to explain how anything technical works in a simple way on the internet. They no. just want to show how many fucking words they know. And, it's, it's and they also want to know that they're part of that end group of people who also know the yeah. words. Yeah, yeah. This, is a, this is a big critique that comes into like humanities writing, like uh, peer-reviewed publishing for oh. us. Because you know, um, there's a lot of technical things about like power structure or dynamics of gender and race and oh, class okay, and sex okay. and ability. And you know, been, we have to say it in the context of the philosophers who thought the original thought who we're now manipulating for a context that is not 1960s France or whatever. <laughs> um, but there, I get, like, similarly, regardless of where it comes from, there's a lot of jargon as well. So there's a, a big debate right now in the humanities about like, well, do we, do we want to maintain this jargon or do we want to write this in a way that is more accessible to people who are not like also in our field and the one side says well we don't ask lawyers and doctors to do that and we are also doctors so i'm not quite sure why (laughs) that's on us Uh, and on the other side it says yeah but you know they're gonna pull our funding and they already did it a lot so maybe we should try (laughs) something else here so that's pretty much the debate I love that I don't even have to ask Taylor to explain it. Like, I can just wait for him to continue saying what the sides were. Because right when he finished that, I go, he's like, there's been some debate. I'm like, oh, what's, like, the arguments for, like, for keeping this jargon? Just immediately went into it. I'm like, yes, totally perfect. Yeah. Yeah, But two, um, that's definitely them just going... I I'm a doctor to me. Look, I it says doctor next to my name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It says yeah. PhD. Well, because I feel like We're the argument we got for, diagrams uh, we can use. Yeah, well, I feel like the <laughs> argument could go for doctors and lawyers too. Like, hey, you know, we yeah. all have to do the law. You know, too. Can you yeah. guys make that just a, a wee bit simpler for the yes. rest of us who didn't spend mm. three years in law school? Or like, yeah. I don't know, man. The wording gets so specific there. I, I, well, think I don't it's know. Kind of well, okay, let's go with doctors then. When they go like, I don't know, some <laughs> yeah. very, very long thing. Like, you're talking about my left hand. Say left hand, please. Say, say the left blood hand. In my left hand is bad. And then just say that. I'll get it. <laughs> just, I'll understand. I'm fat. Okay, I get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just tell me um, to put down the beer, and I won't. But I'll listen, okay? I'll understand what you mean. Yeah, so yeah, we could I put we could my talk. wiener in that thing, and now it's broken. <laughs> I understand. I did not need a fucking classic Latin course to describe this to me. Yeah. So I, I can go into great detail about how I write system architecture documentation. Yeah. I mean, that's not what uh, we're here. That sounds I like riveting like comedy, should... Jorge. I would much rather talk about writing fiction because that that is my true love. My not... only my only reason for bringing that up was because I wanted to appear that this was at least talking about other writings other than just what is this thing you wrote? Isn't this so cool? I love this thing that I wrote. It's so cool. Yeah. No. I mean, we can do better stuff. I don't Whatever. want to. <laughs> Yeah, like me being at the very end of my graduate career, like I am so ready to never write like this like again, dead. at least for the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, to the point where, to to tell a to tell a little secret to you guys. Um, Ooh, oh, I've never written. Time. I've never written fiction. Never done it. Get the f- wait. Hold on. Not any fiction. What? No. Does anything I've ever happen written. in your poems? <laughs> See, now this is where I was going like, to dis- distinguish it because I do write narrative poems, but I've never That's... sat down and written like prose fiction. And the reason that like I've been thinking about it so much lately is because of our Stephen King episode. Like I, uh-huh. I read uh, on writing uh, memoir. Of I was going to say I was, was going to yeah highly recommend to anybody that has not read on writing. Definitely read that. Yeah, for the for the very good, listening. very quick, that very is, like, nice. Yeah, if you're going to read any book on writing, correct. Read on writing. 
Yeah. But I've been so excited to do it. And, you know, I keep thinking about like, all right, cool. Let's just sit down. You write all the time. You literally do it for a living right now. So you just got to write write some fiction. No. Anytime now. Yeah. Write that right now. Absolutely horrific. Yeah, I think I feel one of my best after I've been writing. And I feel maybe my worst while I'm writing. Because that is so true. And I feel like just the act of writing does that almost no matter what you're writing. Yeah, well, I, I mean, for, I write horror fiction, so I, like, have to get myself into a place mm-hmm. where I am fucking so scared and so <laughs> sad and things are weird, and I'm usually very drunk. And I'm not going to lie. That's the exact experience I have writing seminar papers, you know, <laughs> minus the drunk. I'm just so jacked out of my mind on caffeine and nicotine that, I, you know, if I was a lab rat, I would have died plenty Taylor of times the, before taylor with the amount of times you've said stuff like that i think that's just your experience i don't know when that isn't your experience from all the stories we've told and talked about it sounds like that's just the default and there's brief yeah you maybe need a vacation <laughs> i think i do my, like, even though you're one. dressed like you're on vacation all the time oh i love thank you you guys like this shirt Is it's a new the- shirt it's got watermelons on it <laughs> It does make me feel like I'm doing something relaxing. It does make me feel like I'm about to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. That's what it feels like. Wait, so when you're failing your students, they just have to stand there and take it from you while you're wearing shirts like that? While I'm wearing shirts? I've got one with little foxes on it, too. Like me, a ridiculous-looking man with a mustache in 2019, saying, no, I don't think I am going to change this grade student. Say, you know what? You know, you we've talked about this, and it's just like, the more this scene gets painted for me, the more I'm like, no, I get the students now. I 100%, yeah, no. I'm not going to let some <laughs> discount Jimmy Buffett just fucking toil away and slam my grade into the dirt while he is about to go over to some Grateful Dead concert wherever he wants to go and just fucking sip on a margarita. I'm glad that I can simultaneously pull off what I feel like are two very different fan bases They're between the, the Grateful Dead and the Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> they grew up. <laughs> yeah, they're all Republicans Buff- no, now, Jimmy so Buffett it's fine. Fans are just Grateful Dead fans with bank accounts. That's all it is. <laughs> Damn, they can ah. do the same Shots thing. Fired. They just go. Oh, it's that's all it is. Is there what when does Jimmy Buffett have like a festival? He has like a he has like a thing where they all go to, right? Yeah, it's called Margarita it like Island. It's franchised. No, no, I thought there was like a big event. He, Maybe it's just in general Jimmy Buffett well, concert. The, the, Margarita the reason Bill. I made the parallel in general it, was because they they were both deadheads and parrotheads, where people would follow them both acts mm. separately around and would go to a bunch of shit. I assume there is some festival. Jimmy Buffett is very good at marketing. He yeah. there's absolutely a festival he makes every, once a year or something. Man, doesn't that sound like the fucking life though? Just following yes. around Jimmy Buffett, yes. getting drunk all day with your like fifty year old wife. Every- Every other yeah. day, you just get to hear Cheeseburger in Paradise, and you're like, this is heaven. I am I feel like, a cheeseburger inside of Paradise right now. I feel like that song probably gets better the more times you hear 100, it. It really does. 100% it gets better. And also, I feel like Margaritaville margaritas are genetically engineered to make you like Jimmy Buffett more. I, it's amazing on that. I'm sorry. That's just... And an image of my margarita farm where I have like little jiggers of salt and little like little limes like, selectively breeding so that they're they're buffet heads. You're just pulling them up going, no, not this one, no, this one. We'll use this one. There we go, there we go. 
Yeah. Does this one say Tahitian surprise to you? Exactly. I didn't think so. Into the incinerator it goes. No, but I want to read. (laughs) No, it took me about a dozen times of listening to Cheeseburger in Paradise to realize the first verse is just, Uh I was a vegetarian, but man, that shit's real tough to do. And then I had this particular cheeseburger, which I will describe for the next four and a half minutes of this song. (laughs) Yeah, Amazing. I might need to listen to that some more because I I don't remember anything besides cheeseburger paradise. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is the part where he claps and he describes his sides and the condiments on it. It's uh, it's you know what? It's real writing. It's a real. It's that's the, the real shit. Right if you play it backwards, it's just that McDonald's rap from when we were kids, like all stuck <laughs> between a sesame seed bun or however that one that's goes. The Big Mac. That's the, the Big, Big Mac, Mac rap. No, no. Yes. What what is it? The rap that we heard on the radio that one day. It's like something, something, something <laughs> in a just, bag of D's. Or and I were we were talking in the car, and for whatever reason, we were listening to the radio, um, and. Uh, we both there was a lull in conversation and uh-huh. at that perfect moment we just heard a McDonald's commercial where someone is like almost nineties rapping, like two yeah. double cheese and a bag oh. of D's. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, have that one. Like, I don't think you know what a bag of D's like, means. Is... <laughs> um, yeah. But I feel like Cheeseburger in Paradise played backwards is just Cheeseburger in Paradise again. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, Though we can't hear it with our human ears, it is somehow like in your soul a palindrome. Oh my god! Yeah, but speaking of Jimmy Buffett being a true writer, what what type of fiction do y'all write? I don't know. If, I guess oh. maybe you don't want to like genre yourself, but like definitely kinda... don't want to genre myself. Um, I'll, I'll be generic and I'll say I like to write speculative fiction. Like I'm not writing. Unless I do, but for now, I haven't really written, like, you know, that personal story about, like, a man struggling with whatever, and... Yeah, can you can you give us a comparison with something real, maybe not, like, in quality, but, like, in type of thing that they're writing about? In you what like, I com- don't write about, or what I do no, write what about? No, like, the thing that, you, the, the type of writing that you do, can you compare it to existing fiction? Absolutely not, because it's complete garbage, but I... <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, not I mean, definitely, I've written a couple of fantasy stories, um, a little bit of sword and sorcery, like, standard sort of adventure types. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to make it interesting because, dear God, sword and sorcery has been done to fucking death. So, you have to bring something new to the table when you decide to write in that genre. Um, I've written... It's a fantasy, then. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Uh, Speculative fiction, I'm... it encompasses sci-fi, <laughs> fantasy, all that stuff. I speculate it's fantasy. That's <laughs> I've written some horror and then... <laughs> Jorge, actually I want to hear like what would oh, you cuz I've read some of your stuff before, but I'm interested to see to hear like who you would compare yourself to. Like if if you had to like describe it to someone who had never read your fiction before. Um I would do a cross between uh, Harlan Ellison and fucking um, Clive Barker. I knew I like Cl- a lot I of. Heard yeah. Clive Barker in my head before you said it, and I was like, "Well, I, I hope that's true." Yeah, I like the the what how uh, Harlan Ellison uses these elements to do like really interesting forms of narrative, mm-hmm. where like they're very connected to what is happening narratively, uh, and. I love fucking Clive Barker's like different monsters and shit. He comes I up was going to say, I love how like, much he's blood so fucking and gore. Dope, dude. <laughs> just like... 
Yeah. How much horrible shit is in there content? Yeah, I'm. I still have what I. What I always regret is that I still have not written anything that is like a complete horrific bloodbath. Basically. That's what I want. I'm kind of surprised. I assumed that would be like the first on the docket for you was just like. Well, I've always, I've always been softer on on like the like I usually have like one thing that is like pretty horrific and that thing just kind of sits there while the story happens and it is just <laughs> mostly there. What if you what if you try like the Jack Donaghy approach and just start with the title, something like gore core and then just go from there? Okay. Okay. Um, off of that. Um, the at the end of a string. It's my new title. At, at the, the end, end of, a of a string. String. The end of a string. Is this the memoir of a yo-yo? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, I really like titles. So Harlan Ellison has a story called "Shattered Like a Glass Goblin." What? And I like. I read it because <laughs> title. I desperately needed to know. What the fuck it was about? How something is shattered like a glass goblin? Yeah, um, and turns out literally did not mean shattered like a glass goblin. It was a glass goblin that yeah, shattered. That was shattered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> I also like titles. I'm a big fan of titles. I don't get a lot of chance to do stuff with titles except for like an academic stuff. But mm-hmm. like it just it somehow it makes. It's a great selling point to me. Like I re I resell myself on my own story by Uh titling it well. Really? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think I think a title changes. You go. I would buy that first, and like that's that's how it frames the whole story and like your your mindset when you're reading it. I always, I love titles, and I love them in. I love when authors of any kind, include I'm including like screenplays in this regard as well, but like. When it's always, like, you have this title and you're like, what a weird title. That's so, like, strange. And it doesn't really fit the, like, for example, like, a movie trailer. Or, like, the beginning of a book where you're like, wait, this is called Layer Cake. Why is this a crime drama? Like, what's going on? I don't understand. And then it's just some, in part of some obscure line, like, a story that's a metaphor yeah. for the whole thing. And you're like, oh, fuck, that makes so much more sense now. Like, yeah, that's, no, so I like it with that. I don't like it when it's just an obscure line and it doesn't Cor- really, yeah. like, mean anything. Exactly. Um, so you mean, like, exactly how we title the episodes of our podcast? Exactly like that, yes. That's, <laughs> what we're saying is we hate every title we've ever made for this podcast. Well, no, it's just that all of our titles mean the same thing, which is, this is a fucking idiotic <laughs> thing we're doing and you should not be listening to it. Yeah, wait for this one doofus thing that it's going to be said. <laughs> it's like literally like check out how much idiots we are. Exactly. We said this thing. So I remember like a, a, a title that actually, Hori, you came up with for me. Um, and I don't think you meant to, but I, we were, I, I had hiked on the Appalachian Trail for a bit and I had written a story, uh, like a narrative poem, uh, the longest one I'd ever written in a in a notebook. And unfortunately, like the notebook got wet and all the ink ran. So I lost Damn. it. But I was describing this story to Jorge. And it's a, it's like a morbid Grimm's like fairy tale, but with the same whimsy of, I don't know, the way that I always write poems that rhyme. Um, okay. <laughs> and it's about. Dude, were you, were you reading a spooky story <laughs> alone in the woods? Dude. Yes. You're out of your mind. I wouldn't, I would not do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad it and ran. It, I think nature just went, nope, I'm saving you uh, from this. Fuck it. Nope. Well, before you think like spooky story, wait till I tell you what this fucking thing was about. Okay. Oh, no. um, 
it was it's about the salty old man and the old maid pepper married or unmarried it's ambiguous but you know there's they wake up one morning as they always did uh early except the 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 salty old man like st- was laying to perfectly still he had died in the night but in that same night a bunch of mice who were cold right. in the house crawled up underneath of them and they're just bustling around because they're waking up at about the same time mm-hmm. that to the old maid pepper just seems like oh you lazy bum if you just want to yeah. stay in bed as i'm yelling at you and you're not waking up that's fine so the mice have an idea like oh shit if we just keep it moving just a little bit like we could we could do this for a bit like it's pretty warm <laughs> and comfy and like it's a feather bed oh. we can fuck this up <laughs> And they they have something called the mouse parade where they start like building just a little village underneath the body of the oh. salty old man, and they you know, they laugh at the the old maid Pepper just like oh that silly person she believes in something like causality like obviously we know better because you know she thinks he's not waking up mm-hmm. and he you know and I he yelled I yelled at him and he's still not waking up therefore he's lazy like what a silly stupid syllogism and she <laughs> I the salty old man stupid bitch. <laughs> No, the old, the old this goes on for a couple of days, and uh-huh. the old maid Pepper eventually gets so angry that she, you know, throws the salty old man out of bed like it's time to wake up, and she sees the little mouse village and she kills all the mice um, uh-huh. after their mouse parade. And I forget what I had originally titled this, but it was something about like Jorge asking me to recite what I still had at that time, you know, mm-hmm. bits of the mouse parade. Like, like oh shit. I'm totally renaming the story Mouse Parade. Like that is absolutely yes. what's going to happen. Know, the, the the term Mouse Parade is the best part. Of this. Exactly. That's that. Like yeah. if I this someone works. was like, "Here's a short story called Mouse Parade," I would be like, "What is that short story?" Yeah, I, I need to know, to know what's up with this Mouse Parade. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what sort of Mouse? God, parade I would love to like sneak a story like that accidentally into the Scholastic Book Fair to go across you know, <laughs> elementary schools the nation over. <laughs> Dude, um, so the Scholastic Book Fair had fucked up stories as is. Yeah, dude, it's scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, stop! I, I'm just getting a live action movie yes, soon, and I... looks honestly oh, really fucking Isn't scary. Isn't Del Toro involved in it? I think so. I think he's producing or something. He's definitely at the you know in some regard. Looks real I'm fucking. Very excited man. about. Um, oh, that's gonna be sick. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, you can't watch it. Yeah, you'll, it's a live action of like a children's pants. series books. No, I could watch dude, the Goosebumps dude, movies. Dude, I'm, no, dude, oh no, not the same this thing. This was th- like if Goosebumps. These were fucking scary stories was, to tell in the dark. If Goosebumps was grass, this is like heroin. Like, there's a marked <laughs> step. You're like, oh my god, I'm not okay for this. Like, this is, yeah, I mean, this is like right. the the it's the top of the line yeah. scary children's stories. It's, it is still exactly. children's stories. But that movie is definitely not going to be no, for kids. No, that movie, I'm assuming, is going to have an R. It's going to be for all the people who were kids be... at that time. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. there you go. Which does not include you, because you will definitely be too scared not. to watch it. No. You know what I was too scared yes. of? Yes. Um, that wasn't actually in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I think, Jorge, you know this one. The one about the girl with the green ribbon. Green ribbon? She has the green ribbon around her neck, and there's the her and oh, the boy. Oh, yeah. Talk. Yeah. That fucking traumatized me as a kid (laughs) (laughs) um for the rest of the class brian do you want to share basically the story was about this girl this this boy meets this girl and she has a green ribbon around her neck and she won't fucking like take it off she just always has it on and they keep going like years and years and years keep going and i forget why but there's basically just a moment where she's like okay she either says take the green ribbon off or she takes the green ribbon off and her fucking head falls off. 
And I was just like, oh my god, because there's an image with it. And I'm just like, oh no. So like <laughs> one of the dumber ones. Not, <laughs> that's like the. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't know what I was expecting. We described that, but the second you're like, she never takes the ribbon off. Like, yeah, because it keeps her head on. And then, you, and then like, yeah, years absolutely. went by. I'm like, yes. yeah, I know. Years went by. I'm listening to it. <laughs> yeah, she'd lose her head if it wasn't attached. But she uh, was talking. It was. I don't know. But I was a kid, so like that fucking just yeah. ruined me. So they're not all winners. Like I'm. I'm no. pretty sure the movie does need to include the one about. The Mexican dog that turns out to be a rat. It definitely <laughs> needs to include that because <laughs> I remember that cover. I remember the cover to that story. Yeah, still gonna be too scared. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I'm uh, not. I, you know, yeah. Like, why would I do this to myself or my boy pants? I'm not gonna put either yeah, one of I, those in jeopardy. Well, what'll be interesting and Jorge and everybody, but Jorge, since you specifically write horror fiction, um, what sort of stuff? Like, that's going to have to adapt those things into being scary on screen versus being scary on paper. What fucking scares you on paper? On paper? Because, Um, like, we know know Taylor, what Taylor is scared of on film. And we know (laughs) what I'm scared of on film. And we know what you're scared of on film generally. But, like, there's differences. You you don't get the same. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? I can tell you you right now what scares me on paper. Yeah. 20-page minimum for uh, uh, seminar paper. Oh You're fired. I fucking hate God. you. Can we get a sound effect on this? <laughs> I'll go find some legal sound effect. Yes, please. please Royalty free uh, sound dun, dun. effect. Yeah, honestly, I don't know that I've ever really been scared by a, by by writing. Is that, Maybe to reframe the question that, does that include being disturbed by something? Because um, like, you're not going to be jump scared or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to go yeah, huh, when you're reading no, a book cuz if you do you're honestly, insane. Like, but <laughs> I've been I've been desensitized to shit like I I've I've even like read those like weird those like bizarro uh purposely horrific stories that you find on the dirty chat rooms uh-huh. you know. Um which nothing. by the way that's some creative writing right there. Yeah. Like the ones where they specifically just come up with the most yeah. morbid disgusting things that can happen to bodies that's fine it's like no thank you i remember uh when i was a kid i read the book jumper uh by stephen gould the one that uh the hayden christensen movie came out a couple years ago Oh, with hayden uh, christensen and samuel l jackson yeah yeah like god's the Mm. only one who should be at all places at once or whatever the fuck their thing was so that that christian witch hunt cult is not part of the book instead it's uh you know he gets his power and we don't really go into it but then he fights terrorists in the last scene and he's like oh. on a cruise ship after he sees oh. it online but like him using the jumper powers and like you know avoiding a, a cabal mm-hmm. of terrorists like that that i remember being like up at four in the morning with a light i gotta go to school in a couple hours like oh shit oh shit what the, what, oh shit what's gonna happen oh, like, <laughs> I, I just i remember being taken in by that yeah, yeah. Um, or I like say, one of my... you know, feeling the the thrill and the suspense. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite stories is "I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream" by Harlan Ellison. Yep. Uh, and that I mean that one sticks with me just because it's like so fucking cool. And it is, I will say, like yeah, that would be really, really, really bad. Yeah, for me it's personally it, to be unfortunately. It, yeah, the, I I agree. The one thing, and I think this is kind of the overall encompassing point, and I'll get to my example as well, but um. I think being set in a scenario and having the author like really be able to put you there is the thing that scares me a lot with those because mm. 
uh, I'm like mildly claustrophobic. And mm-hmm. if a writer can get me into a small room and make it right. feel small and like how the, I will, I will start like getting chill. I'll be like, no, I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah. In terms of desensitization, one of the books that was very interesting um, to me in that regards with the writing was American Psycho. Because American oh, yeah. Psycho that, that one is disturbing. got a well, he got a big, big backlash initially because people would just read out parts of the novel, and it yeah. was like just disgusting, absolutely reprehensible stuff. But and when you're reading it that way, it's like you want to throw up. It's fucking horrible. But like reading the book, and this is to talk about the immersiveness that a writer needs to do. Like, and I'll ask how we end up doing it in our writing. Um. Everything that happens in that book is, like, a micro surprise. Like, mm-hmm. the first thing that happens is you hear that Patrick has a knife in his jacket at a club. And you're like, whoa, that's fucked. And then, like, it gets a little worse next time. And a little, and so, like, by the end, you're, when you're reading that stuff, you're like, oh. But you're not like, oh, my God, this is fucking horrible. Because you've been, right. act, like, you've been slowly acclimated to it. And I think that, cool. in the end, looking back, scared the shit out of me because I was like, it was very good. I was okay, or not okay, but I was just like only mildly annoyed by this scene, and I wasn't just <laughs> fucking horrified, like crying. All right. Um. So, uh, did you have something to say about that, too? No, no, but just I, I had just another example of a, mm-hmm. a book that I don't think was supposed to put me into a weird, creepy place, but definitely did in the very beginning of it. Um, it was Rant by Chuck Palahniuk. Um, which I Rant. never pronounce right. I was gonna say I think it's Palinuk, but Palinuk. Palinuk. Yeah, I apologize, Whatever, Chucky. I'm I'm real sorry Chuck about Palachuk. that, bro. Chucky yeah, P. Like, yeah. You know he's. We know he's a frequent listener and frequent. You know he talks to us all the time <laughs> Dude, online. I so I just feel bad about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's in the beginning of the book. Um, it's the they're hinting at this rabies outbreak that's going to happen, mm-hmm. and they're describing this one guy, and I forget what the name of the the guy was, but Dude, yeah. he would do things like knock over trash cans and take tampons out, and like learn the patterns that different women's menstruation oh. would leave on tampons and shit, Holy and just shit. like, and it's described like he had almost a super like a, a supernatural, yeah, supernatural like uh you know knowledge of like. <laughs> almost like a, a humoristic humoristic mean like humors um mm-hmm. like thing that was happening on and uh-huh. there's a scene where he's eating out his girlfriend as a teenager and he goes like what's wrong she goes nothing you know and pushes his head back down uh-huh. like no but seriously something's wrong something? and she yeah. pushes her head back down and he comes up and goes you lost your job today and just like what, oh, what <laughs> the fuck? yeah it's just like it was such a, a weird because i think i mean this i read this well before i had ever been sexually active and just like what oh, the fuck That's am i getting insane. into oh my god <laughs> You know, um, so speaking of sexually active, oh, uh, Taylor and I were talking about this last time he was here. I would really like to write, try my hand at writing some smut, dude. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> some erotica. Now, wholesome and go like, oh, a romance novel. No, no, smut. No, no. So Taylor, I think, wants to write legitimate smut. I want to write like not stuff I'm into. I want to write something demented, okay. like in the horror realm. <laughs> I want to write one of those like dirty books you that people find people... on Amazon and send to their friends to make fun of. You know, you, I was gonna say you want people to put down your book and go, "I don't want to have sex." <laughs> like, well, I I want them like not even to read it. I want them to like yeah, pass around like the cover. You know, like there's like oh, those geez. dino sex books, or um, I guess this isn't smut, but there's like a whole genre for uh, cat 
murder mysteries where the what? cat is one of the witnesses or the murderer or the, or the murder. sorry this is a this is a style of erotica wait, wait, these wait, cat wait. mysteries no no i said it's not erotic oh okay it's it's like not cat sex no. imagine like what, what like how many times can you make a pun on the word pussy like for this to get like, really yeah. old yeah sorry that was one of my one of my creative writing teachers uh he was like Wrote teaching cat murder cop- mystery well he was teaching copy editing and he was his okay. primary goal was to get people who did not want to do copy editing out of that class because it was going to be horrific oh my god um, all right he spent a lot of time talking about his time where all he was doing was doing copy editing for specifically <laughs> that subgenre that's like how the I, 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 that just makes me think that there's such a volume of it that they need a yes. dedicated person at random house to do cat exactly. mysteries yes. this is true that's what it sounds like, like yeah. oh my god what a business card yeah, I feel um, like you would just put author, and you wouldn't specify what. No, I, I would. Like... I would absolutely say, you know, like my position, Taylor, cat detective editor. Cat like that's just yeah. editor Mr. of cat I'd be proud of fiction. I want to do weird stuff like that. You know. <laughs> so for me, for me, the the idea of writing erotica was going to be like, all right, no. Taylor. The internet's just been giving it to you for a long time. All this a variety of things written and visual uh-huh. about what you can be turned on by. Let's let's see what the inner pervert says. Like what is what's happening on the inside? What could you give back to the world? So I just wanted That's to see like, what would produce something for the internet. Something. Yes. No, 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 so no. He this wants is to, all for me. He wants to create more pleasure and I want to take it all away. Oh. <laughs> So, which I feel like is absolutely this. just the, the two ways that like people have sex. For... <laughs> Here's some yeah, burn and we a call little it bit warms of warms up exactly. the little downs. <laughs> we'll call them icy hot. Icy... icy hots, yeah. Here's your him and hers, and here's your cold shower. Oh my god, oh my god dude! We should actually write an icy hot dual pack <laughs> novel. We should revolutionize the idea of like dual novels that oh, come god. in pairs. <laughs> Two authors, gonna, two concepts, two moods. We're gonna revolutionize the literary confused boner. Just yeah. <laughs> we'll 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 call each pack something different. So it'll be like the icy hot pack or mm-hmm. the fucking sweet and sour. <laughs> or uh, something. I'm trying to think of like what the worst combinations of things are. Like drunk no. at mom's birthday or um... uh, avocado licorice or. Fucking... Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, complete garbage like, sexting at a funeral um, that doesn't you know yeah. what do you well, wait, one of those I don't get like, what, what you're going for oh no so <laughs> for that one it's just like oh sexting it's really great but like oh funerals that's a that's not entirely erotic um, I, yeah so, I'm, like, I'm down with sexting at a funeral because okay, you you handle the is, sexting and I handle the funeral. Oh oh, I exactly you were exactly. You were okay I think like with between sexting us. at a funeral, and I was <laughs> no like, no no, I quite the opposite. Because my my imagination for that is always something like um, someone begins to sext you and like ah, what do I do? Like I don't want to. They're in the mood. And I'm not. I'm trying to be polite. I'm not going to ruin it for them and tell them that I'm at a funeral. But at the same time, I can't not respond. That's also rude. So now oh, I'm in this terrible position where one has to sext while at a funeral in order to be the good guy. And so it's just a, but, it's a Chinese finger trap of anxiety. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's something to write about. That's something. Yeah, you should you should try your hand at some fiction, there, Taylor. What if you if you could have your way, what kind of stuff would you write? So I was thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, 
And so the only fi- fictional stories I usually tell are like when I write D&D campaigns mm-hmm. and they all so far have taken place in the same realm. And it's it's along the lines of um, like what Brian was talking about, like sword and sorcery. It's, it's D&D. Uh, but there's a lot of like mixed in elements of, you know, there's industrialism and there's Greek mythology yeah. and all this shit's going on. And then I started reading Terry Pratchett and like, oh, cool. So someone's done all of this way better yes. than I oh, would yeah. ever yeah. do something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah, so no, that Terry Pratchett done. just did what you would want to do. But Exactly better but vast yeah <laughs> but like vast bits <laughs> yeah my, my like my my D campaign right now is just a darker version of a terry pratchett book um okay which i did not have when i started writing this two years ago i did not know about terry pratchett so i felt good and then i don't anymore well, so that, but i guess um, well, no, you just gotta you just gotta juke it a little bit yeah you know? that's why like i'm yeah. trying to legally distinct sir and you're like get the fuck out of here that's why instead of picking one author to emulate you pick two yes I just know, don't yeah. pick neil gaiman because then, Cause then, then you're, you're really just, you're just, really just back at You've just written good omens again. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other the other thing. Um, well, when, recently when I've been thinking about writing fiction, I was thinking about okay, well, you kind of just need to get into the habit of writing fucking fiction. And I am I am a storyteller. I I am the kind of person who, if we're all getting drunk wow. at a party, there will I will be holding court and telling stories and shit, and there will be a group of people. That's just the kind of person I've always been. Mm-hmm. So I thought about like, well, okay, how about you just try at first to transcribe those stories, like <laughs> tell them to yourself. <laughs> write them down and just start from there. Um, Sounds like nonfiction. I know, I know. And so it, this is like turning into David Sedaris and just uh, yeah. like, okay, sure. So I, I, I this is why I'm, <laughs> I haven't yet written any of the fiction, even though I've been thinking about it so much for about the last month is I have no idea what to write. Well, there's, cause that I, it, literally in the sense of you transcribing the stories you are telling is, yeah, it's, it's leaning into that nonfiction element, but there is, there is fiction that isn't, you know, fantasy, whatever, but is about, like, quote, real life, you know, set in our world, in our time with people, you know, characters we know, like... Yes, I have read the majority of fiction. Thank is that, you. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So we're... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just, go no, I jerk don't off an elevator help. handle then. Fucking see how I care. Yeah, I you just... I know. I, so I'm I'm just a little trapped, but I I, I I think I might after this episode like really sit down and just write something. Well, the reason I, I brought what that it, up it's is because be garbage you and... sounded like you were going. I can't write the majority of fiction. Like I couldn't possibly tell a story set in this time with these things. Oh no 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 no. I was no, very no, no, confused no. about that. <laughs> okay, here's here's the deal. Every day you can't come up with something to write about. You need to write a thousand words of a cat murder murder mystery. mystery. <laughs> You know what this is going to turn into? Is I'm just going to become the most prolific cat murderer, murder detective. Cut to 10 well, years then, later. Well, mystery solved. Book eight of the yeah. cat murder mystery series is out. Unfortunately, I feel like all of these slightly like, risque cat names are already taken weirdly by James Bond. Like not Pussy Galore. Not, weird, not weirdly at all, by the way. They're exactly where you'd think they would be. Yeah, Felicity There's... Jones taken out. I think that's a uh, Austin well, Powers. Uh, Cats and Dogs, I think, had Kitty Galore. Kitty Galore, yes. Mm. Another one taken. Isn't Felicity Jones just a real actress? That is a real actress. Who Isn't am I thinking of? Felicity one? is the name of the Felicity. Oh my God, it is Felicity. Felicia is the name Hardy of the is the name of the Felicia black Hardy cat. Felicia Hardy is the name of the black cat. Yep. Selena but no, there's Con- the 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 character name in Austin Powers: Spy Who Shagged Me. It's Felicity something. Shagwell. Shagwell. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All there right, guys, go. now I want to put another warning here because <laughs> we're once again getting dangerously close to doing an Austin Powers impression. Shit! <laughs> yeah. 
And we, we don't need we any of that. We need to However, and move on before Taylor, classy fat bastard, is on. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sing that song in like my most <gasps> voice you're that I could. It. And it's it was... amazing that you're still doing it. It's coming so close. No, I just want all the credit we're... for people knowing that I can do it without having the responsibility of having done it. We're so, <laughs> Jorge, we're so on the precipice. We're staring into that abyss, that fucking... I Bad literally teeth almost did it. British abyss. Um, I almost staring did it into in the ravenous to you by accident. And I don't even, I don't even do that kind of thing. I... <laughs> well, okay. So what about um, what about this, guys? Because yeah. we all like to write, but uh, do you guys want to like on the show here? Give us all homework. What if we um, all gave each other a You're title? Such a fucking and teacher. Then of whatever. <laughs> I, I'm in a production mood. I, I am in a very excitable no. mood right now. If we all <laughs> give each other a title. And you gotta write, you gotta write something. Title if that. We're, if we're, we're assigning homework, earlier. we we gotta do one at a time, and we still have Marie Kondo to do. Oh my god! You still got a Marie Kondo that your whole Marie life. Marie Kondo. Oh, dude, Marie I'm almost Kondo done with the book. Oh, I'm like almost the, done with the book. That's like a you oh, know cool. a whole semester long assignment. That's not a fucking yeah. like do that well, next she, week. But she no, you gotta read that book. One time, she says you, you can't do it little. You gotta do it all at once. You can't do it a little bit at a time. It's this Saturday. That's what I'm. I'm Marie Kondoing oh, my apartment. That sounds hard. Yeah, you're gonna have to read that book, dude. What you got I... a lot of homework to do, Brian. <laughs> you're yeah, behind right now. Do you guys favorite. not want to do that? Do you guys not want to come up with three phrases, shuffle them, give them to each other, and write something by next week? We don't have to read them, obviously, on the show because we're not that kind of show. All but we like... would do is re- <laughs> it'd be 45 um, minutes of painstaking reading. My baker. Yeah. I... I do want to Which do that at some point. Can can we put it off until after the Marie Kondo shit? Because that's already gonna fucking sure eat up my time. Okay, that's okay. Fine. Yeah, we'll do but it another time. Remind me though. We're not gonna keep it in the keep it in the pocket. We'll do it for writing for the Marie part Kondo. Two. Are we doing a fucking three part vlog where it's like, hey, welcome to my crib. Here's the I'm floor, not and here's the then fucking there you go. <laughs> yes, but we are gonna we're gonna have to do an episode on it. Okay. Good. I mean, I guess we will. Um, the one other thing I wanted to touch on was about characters. And mm-hmm. Jorge, you and I can talk about the formal, like actually putting this together, but Taylor also wants to talk about the theoretical of this, of actually forming characters. Damn, dude, he just dogged you. What? Again, like I, I don't <laughs> write fiction, so I'm, I'm fine I'm being s- dogged. I am a dog. I'm saying, no, I'm saying the theoretical, like, your thought process on this. I want your opinion. I just know you haven't formally done it in a prose fiction setting. You've done it in D and D settings. You've done it in other settings. Um, what is your guys processes with making a character? Because I've been at first, I was just, kind I can of tell you in D and D that's what I'll, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I'll, I'll want D and D. Yes. Name first. Okay. Everything comes <laughs> oh, from the name. I kid okay. you not. Like my favorite, what my favorite uh, NPC in my universe right now. He's a cheesemonger. He's a satyr, and his name is Kurdzen Way. That's and he's okay. It's it's he's one of my very favorite characters. Yeah, I was so yeah. I was going to ask like, oh, so you're one of those guys who's like a dwarven blacksmith named like you know Oliver Blackstone, and you're like, okay, yeah, his name, you know, there's this bizarre predestination of your name fitting the position you end up inevitably having and you just had curds oh, and that's way just one strategy she, like it's just <laughs> yeah see for call i've done Cthulhu, things like but that I works did for you purpose first yes <laughs> okay okay don't even think about the name until your players are literally there 
<laughs> just... Oh, you're a little. T- <laughs> In yeah. uh, in my D and D universe, the guy who wrote, who like took the most time to discover everything about uh, lycanthropy, his name is Galen Asapopoulos, and he writes a book called oh. Wangs, Fangs, and Everything in Between. It's <laughs> Jesus. And because Jesus I like to Christ. stick my own name in so much, the Superstar. only known translator of it is Jarelius Tellorius. <laughs> it's just like shit like unbelievable. That. This is absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> love doing that shit. Yeah. Uh, for actual fiction, though, I have an extremely hard time with it. Um, I'm the, yeah. very. Very bad at names. Uh, I think characters are incredibly important to the narrative, which puts a lot of, of pressure on it. And um, there's a big thing about I really like biographies for people that did crazy stuff because they come already as like full fledged characters. Yeah, by default, it's like, like you can't fuck up writing the character because exactly. he actually has a full life to make him a real thing. Have you? So have you done that with your fiction writing? Because I've done that once or twice. I've literally. I've just dedicated pages on my drive or my computer to just going, here is this person, here is their age, here is their blood, you know, just as many specifics as I can of a character, written down goals, events in their lives, things like that, to try and get a sense of what they are. I've tried that, and I'll usually, like, figure out what the major life events are. Okay. But honestly, like, I excel at... When the when the shit starts, you know, like when the horror shit is happening, because that is where all my focus is. Gotcha. So their whole life before mm-hmm. then, when things were normal, like I don't, I just don't have it in me to want to write about it. You know. But well, no, no, I'm not even saying write it. Like this, what I'm talking about, my my quote character sheets are not in the book at all. Like they're not in my writing. Yeah. No. I, I know. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's a does that it's not pretty common technique? I'd say yeah. it does not appeal to me. Very I've even had stories technique. I've wanted to write where there's like there would be a lot of non-horror writing in mm-hmm. it and I've struggled with it so much cuz I just so if something if there is not <laughs> something completely bananas going on I'm like why are we even talking in, about this in terms of your characters reacting to that bananas nonsense though like is everybody's reaction just get the fuck out of there and run because it's so horrible or do you know it's, it's like heavily based on what's happened in their life that's okay good. Recently, that's, that's basically usually. what I was getting at yeah. was it's still used it's just Purely in the context of reacting to this absolute monstrosity of an event. Yes. It always has, so far it's always had to do with like a significant life event that they've gone through or are going through. The horror relates that, to that or? Yeah. Yeah. It's usually they're going through something non-horror and that horror is like representative of it. Oh, fuck it. Okay, good. You, you, you do the best kind of horror where it's like, I yeah. have alcoholism and a giant whiskey monster attacked me. <laughs> I have almost exactly It's a that. metaphor. <laughs> it's a guy holding a sign just going, it's a metaphor. That So that, that joke, I've said it before, but now that we're talking about writing. Um, it's, I'm allowed it, to say it again. Well, no, it comes from a movie, The Trip, with Steve Coogan and Robert mm-hmm. Duggan. Um, and there's one portion where Steve Coogan is, you know, he's in his life, he's trying to be cool and stay young, even though he's aging and he's less famous than he wants to be, et cetera. And he's trying to jump over these rocks in the you know, on the river, like stepping stones, but the river's going a little bit too fast and he gets to one and he kind of, whoa, uh-huh. doesn't want to go any further. And Robert Dugan is just like looking at him on top of the, the, um, the bridge. He goes, it seems you've gone halfway to your destination, but you find yourself too terrified to continue. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's not a fucking metaphor. <laughs> One of my favorite bits of dialogue that's oh, ever been written. That's that is pretty great. Good. I love that. <laughs> oh. But yeah. Okay. So what are we what are we thinking? 
thinking I need to write some fucking fiction. I was going to say, do. I'm actually very interested to see what sort of cats Taylor thinks up and how they get into their mysterious situations. Um, I'd say on writing, we're, I would lean towards a yes. Um, I think we all want to do it. And I think we are all figuring out ways to do it correctly or correctly for us. Because correctly is a relative term. Uh, I'm going to choose an abstain on this one just because there's like forms of writing that you guys do and you guys have that conversation among I yourselves. And I don't can't like I don't do that. You haven't written anything. Not a word. Prose fiction wise. No, I'm going to do it tonight. I am. Close my pea brain mind. Yeah, dude, I better you better like promise me that you've written something or I better receive some pages of cat fiction tomorrow. I was going to say we're seeing preferably yeah. not them boning. But I can't. I mean, put you know, enough requirements on it as it's work. Work is work. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> work, work is work. Uh, work. On cat fiction, though, there is a uh, an old old book. Perhaps it's it's very loosely called English's very first novel, and it's called Beware the Cat. Okay. Uh, and it's an insane book um, by a guy named William Baldwin, uh, like fifteen thirty, fifteen fifty three, fifteen fifty, something like that. Oh if you guys find it. Take a look at it because it talks about cat sex and cat judicial process and cats being witches and a lot of Catholics doing <laughs> kooky shit in there. And, you know, cat of course, flicks. the cat sees cat, it. Cat Jorge, no, please. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. So check out some cat shit. Jorge, oh, are we friends? <laughs> um, I, I guess, yes. <laughs> it's hard with an abstain. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'll just default to yes for excellent. now. Excellent. Okay. All right. we'll and see, in the spirit we, of defaulting, when we see everybody's writing, we'll figure out a way to get everybody each other's writing. But we'll have a follow up sometime later of us judging each other's writing, and we just go, "No, we're mm-hmm. not." <laughs> oh, I'm excited if we just record that whole thing, and you can just hear our heads in our hands going, "Oh my god, everything I've written is such fucking bullshit." Oh my god, I fucking hate yeah. This. We'll just Jesus. have an episode that is just us critiquing each other's writing. Oh, oh yeah. And by the end of it, just, you know what? Fuck it. No, I don't want to be friends anymore. Yeah, I'm, done with, I'm done with all of you. All righty. Thank you guys for joining us for another fantastic episode of Are We Friends? As always, you can find us on the World Wide Web on our website at r-we-friends.com. I lied. There is prose fiction that I've written. It's our bios on the website i no, that's just now realize i don't know what you're talking about that's all fact uh, in that case i worst. stand entirely corrected exactly uh you can also find us on our twitter and instagram at r at underscore are we friends all one word reach out to us drop us a line we love hearing from you guys and it's always a root and toot and fun time to respond to you guys and hear that you guys are liking it um <laughs> until then until next time until We shall meet again in some dusty place, looking listlessly into glasses. I'm already trying to start writing right now. It's it's literally, I can, like, what is this word count you have in your head? I can feel you, like, shrinking (laughs) the margins on this episode. Oh, by the the way, Jorge, by the way, Jorge, I guarantee you, dollars to donuts, the prose fiction he writes is going to feature a breakfast nook. I don't know how, (laughs) I don't know why, but the words breakfast nook will be in there. Well, now they are. And now that is the title of my entire memoir, just for it not to be fictional, just to spite Brian, I have been your spiteful and soon-to-be writerly co-host, Taylor. I have been your breakfast nook of a co-co-host, Brian.
And I'm still just Jorge. And we will talk to you guys next week. Nick jerked off the elevator operator in Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs>